Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other host, Brendan McCullough, and we have a returning guest, Corey Store from the One Track Gamers. How are you doing, everybody? Doing good. I'm doing all right. Glad to hear it. That's rare for Bren. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if we want to get into the news. Oh, no, we really don't. Uh, oh, wait, the news? Uh, what's on the news that's bad? The very, very bad news, at least in my opinion, is that uh, Cartoon Network announced that Adventure Time is ending in 2018. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. I, Why? Uh, woefully destroyed. I mean, the story's just ending. It's not like it's getting canceled or anything. It's a freaking moneymaker for them. So there's no way they would actually cancel it themselves. I think the showrunner and the creator, Pendleton Ward, he's already handed off uh, directing to, I think, Adam Moto is the name, who is the executive producer, um, years ago. So the head creator has already been off the show and has just been a writer and animator for a few years now. And it might explain the tonal shift. Some people might have noticed that weren't thrilled about um, but I think the story's just ending. I don't think they ever expected it to go this long. Sure. And they'd rather have it end on their terms than to have it just continue on forever and just get worse and worse like most shoes do. Uh, yeah, honestly, and I don't want to like piss off any like diehard fans, but I was a big regular show fan, but that show kind of took a turn and I just start, started losing interest. And I would like to go back and see if it's like, I didn't give it more of a shot, but like the early seasons of regular show are by far one of like, it's like the best cartoon there is. It's so they like, I don't know if you're a gamer and a nerd and just like, I don't know, a lazy just kid, <laughs> you'll love it. <laughs> but that's also ending at the same time. They started and are ending at the same time. Yeah, that would make sense because it like when I think of regular show, I think of Adventure Time. Like they yeah. kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. yeah, and it could also the fan base can get a little annoying. Um, Rebecca Sugar, who used to be, uh, I believe, animator and writer for Adventure Show, got her own spinoff with Steven Universe, and I've heard good things about it. But the fan base has turned incredibly toxic. Like one of the worst fan bases out of any series I've ever seen. And wow. it it's real bad. Like they've they are viciously bullies and have told people to kill themselves, like you know, unironically and genuinely seek to hurt people, like at times for very bizarre things, despite the show being like a very pleasant, feel good show. It's so weird. Um so I think they just would rather have this show finished and done with than have to worry about any other things going on. Huh. But yeah, Adventure Show is one of my favorites of all time, so I'm sad to see it go, but I'd rather have it end than... It's also wildly inconsistent. Like, episodes just seem to come out whenever they get them done. They don't have, like, a steady release schedule. Yeah. Well, it's always great to start an episode on a bummer, so what yep. games have you guys been playing? <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Corey? Question. I had a quick question for Bren. Um, sure. So, I, I, my brother got me into Adventure Time, and at first I was like, yeah, it doesn't look that good, but then I got hooked on it. Mm -hmm. Um, I love it all the way through season five, but then with season six, I think one of the writers dropped out and I started hating it and I've watched every episode of season six and I don't like a single one. Um, does it get better? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like it felt like it changed in uh, six. I can't say off the top of my head because it's been so long since I've like watched it, uh, consent, uh, continuously. Like okay. cause episodes, like I said, episodes just come and go. They don't seem to be every week to week. Uh, let me see if that might be when Penn, uh, got off as the like showrunner and handed it off to some of the rest of his staff. I think that's what happened because I, oh man, I just like they're so random episodes. I don't like any of them. That's how I feel about regular show. I wonder if something similar happened there where like someone who re was initially responsible kind of left the project and moved on to bigger and better things. Oh yeah, there that was the season with the the food chain episode. Where, let me see if I can say his name right. Masaki Yuasa, uh, directed, he was like a guest director and he directed it, an episode. And the animation was wildly different. It was this crazy, trippy 3D style and had a big musical number. And it was very bizarre. It was good from an animation standpoint, but it was very off for the show. And it's interesting with Adventure Time because it's only, 15 minutes worth of story like each episode is very short so they're able to deliver so much in such a small amount of time and i agree with you uh cory that this episode or this that season that season six 
they kind of just started doing almost filler episodes yeah. where it really had no you know impact on any story anywhere whereas earlier they would have episodes and something small would happen in it that would carry over into another episode or another season but like this season is when they just started doing like uh we only got like th- 10 ideas for episodes let's create some like 10 more to kind of fill out the rest of the season and it's like that where it was just like a random musical episode that looked nice by all means but it just had no impact on the very dark underlying story that we were getting used to and kind of enjoying. So I'd I'd agree with you. Season six is kind of a turning point. Okay. Huh. So I was wondering if I should like power through it and keep watching if it gets better or does it kind of just peter off there? Uh, I would recommend it just because there definitely are some great episodes and they do get back to the story eventually, but it is going to be kind of like an anime where there's just like filler so maybe if you find a list that contains all the story relevant ones or plot relevant ones, okay, because um, there definitely are some great episodes throughout six, and I, I believe six is the most recent season, or maybe seven is. I um, think it's I, it must be seven because I I have most of six, and that was a long time ago. Yeah, I would definitely say you can power through it, mostly because it is short. So if you didn't like an episode, it's like well that was only like eleven minutes or something versus mm-hmm. like. Uh, big like hour long drama where it's like oh man that episode sucked it's like well there's a 24th of my day gone like it was a full <laughs> hour so I, I would give it and who knows maybe some of the throwaway episodes that aren't really plot heavy you might find a character in it that you love like Weird Al's Banana Man <laughs> nice oh man that just I don't know I was thinking of like some of my favorite regular show episodes while you were talking about that and there's this one called Weekend at Benson's and they're obviously playing at, at uh, Weekend at Bernie's where like Benson gets knocked out and they like uh, Mordecai and Rigby somehow get his knocked out body into this party where he's like in an eating contest of like eating really hot shit and they're like just ch- chucking all these like pep- hot peppers and stuff into his unconscious body and then at one point he wakes up and is like holy shit and like eventually they have to eat like one of the hottest peppers this guy has and it's like glowing and it looks like super like insane and they like trip balls essentially <laughs> it's really funny so I highly re- recommend that show because it's if surprisingly for adults <laughs> well, I think I would make the argument that Adventure Time was for kids and then delved darker and darker, and that was always its intent, but I guess they weren't sure if they would actually get there, because it, the whole story takes place in a post-nuclear war Earth, with Finn as the last human being. Uh, yeah, okay. And so it started out as four kids, and then progressively got more mature and ro- uh, roped in older audiences. Whereas regular show, I would say, is just straight up for college kids. Like, that is... Yeah, it really is. The the fucking, uh, what was it? The pilot for the show was, like, them actually tripping on acid. Yeah. And that's, like, how they, like, discovered these characters. Like, a gumball machine and, like, a bird and a, a fucking yeah, the, raccoon. The main characters are, like, post-college age guys. And it's them working, like, a sort of a dead-end job. And... There's so so many 80s references, like Weekend at Bernie's. Like, it's not so good. It's not for like younger kids because just most of the references and jokes are from at least 80s to 90s humor. That's what I mean. That's why I really attach to that show. I'm gonna like watch some fucking regular show. There's some serious gold episodes there. But anyway, that's great. But yeah, Uh, that's the downer. We should talk about video games. That's the point of this (laughs) podcast. Right. But no, I'm glad we got off on a tangent already. That's awesome. Uh, we haven't had Corey on in quite a while. Let's hear what you've been playing, man. Uh, well, uh, Amanda picked me up that Bioshock HD collection on the PS4. Ooh. Ooh. So I kind of blew through all those in like a week. Um, and then I'm going back through them again, and I already got the platinum for the first Bioshock. <laughs> Holy but shit. Those platinums. Yeah, I've done, I've done it already on the PS3 and the computer, so it's honestly like I could do it asleep. <laughs> like I, I love Bioshock. Like it's one of my favorite games. So it's just like, um, and by the oh, way, speaking amazing. of Bioshock, I still kick myself for not getting the Big Daddy noise in the last game. I, <laughs> like uh, I think about that. I'm glad. Every day. Oh man, it's funny. I do have another one in store for you. That's kind of on the hard side, and it's only three sounds for us, but we'll give it a try later. Perfect. I forget. Like, did you like Bioshock too? I, it seems to be always a like polarizing game. Um, I actually love it. Uh, after playing all three of them, like Infinite was my favorite mm-hmm. after I played it, but after playing all three back to back, I think two might actually be the best Bioshock. Infinite just doesn't feel like a Bioshock in general. 
Mm-hmm. It's there's okay. like too many enemies. Like it just it doesn't have the creepy factor. Um, yeah. But comp- comparing one to two, I think two's a little better. I see. I I agree that it's good. I don't know if it's my favorite because I think solely for the same reason that a lot of people like the first one the best is that Bioshock was just so different. And the first time you see Rapture, you're just <gasps> amazed and like you're in awe. So yeah. just seeing it for the first time is amazing. And I think that left a bitter taste in people's mouth where it was the same exact scenario in the same world in the second one. So it's like, yeah. it's still fundamentally a good game. It just is this something we're already familiar with. And I think being blown away by the environment in the first one and then being like fairly whelmed by the environment in the second one, that is the main deterrent for most people not liking the second one. But I think it's a great game. Like, I'm surprised. I don't know. Maybe it's kind of like uh, Wind Waker. When Wind Waker came out, everyone hated it because it looks so different. And now everyone loves it. They say they always loved it. But yeah. they're liars. <laughs> and I know they're liars. So Yeah, they are liars. <laughs> but yeah, I think 2 is great. And I think it got a lot of shit when it came out for unjustly. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, you get to be a big daddy, which is just amazing. Right? That's everyone's dream. Yeah, yeah, it's like you're a complete tank, and it's in this in this world where everyone's squishy, and it's just it's the most fun. Yeah. Um, the little the little sisters don't look disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like if you remember how they look in the first one, they have like giant foreheads with no eyebrows, and they look yeah. like they look like ghouls. But in the second one, they actually look really cute. Like you you want to protect them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah do you do you ever get to see underneath the big he- daddy's helmets ever? Yeah, just curious because I I never played them. Oh, you do? Yeah, like it's. It's not Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> no, like they're they're normal people. Um, they're well, not like grotesque monsters. Like they're, I would say normal people in like quote they're splicers, aren't they? Like they're splicers that were kind of in the suit when everything went to shit, right? Yeah, but I wouldn't say they're like insane like the normal ones you fight. Mm-hmm. Like you're definitely okay. splicing up and you're definitely like shooting stuff in your arm the whole time. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't. They're not like gone crazy or anything. Well, I think they are if you take the little sister away. I think the little sister is what holds oh, them, sure. like, their consciousness together. And then That's once they're true. removed, they're kind of berserk. That's definitely true. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and then the last thing about two is the freaking big sisters are my favorite part. Oh, God, they're so hard. But it, it, it was terrifying. refreshing. It was refreshing because they were fast and, like, nimble. And they weren't just they weren't just a big boss tank that you just had to unload bullets into. Like, you had to actually yeah. think about it and plan where they were going. Definitely. I, yeah, I really enjoyed that second one. Oh yeah. Um, but aside from that, just basically playing Final Fantasy fourteen with Amanda. Um, with the new patch came out, so we got like a good chunk of story. Um, and the fan festival in Las Vegas is actually coming up next Friday. So we got tickets to that, which sold out in like minutes again. Oh wow! Oh um, shit! Good job. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a comic con. It's just like a almost like the Blizz the BlizzCon thing. Um, for Final Fantasy fourteen. So last time we got the this is the second one they're having in Vegas. Uh from what we remember last time, like you get to see the the creator of the game, the guy who saved it, um, Yoshida, and you get to see like the the main music guy soak in and last year I got his autograph and stuff, got to shake his hand. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Um it, yeah, it's amazing and it's there's so many people and it's freaking Vegas. But of course this time they're doing it. At the Paris, which is like on the strip, so I'm not happy about that. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Because I've only been there once sucks. in my life. <laughs> yeah, the strip is like a nightmare. It's fun, like the first time as a tourist, but yeah. you live here, you you know, you never go down there. Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, but yeah, so that should be awesome. So we're just kind of playing 14 and doing the new content and just kind of hanging out. Oh, totally nice. nice. How about you, Bren? I'm wondering if you've played much since we last talked. Uh, not really. Uh, I. Sl- <laughs> I slip back into Shellshock Live a bit, just because it's so mindless. You can hop in for a round or two and then hop out. Um, and I just I miss Pocket Tank so much. That's the closest I'll get. Uh, okay. What else? Uh, Divinity got a little further than that, bit by bit. Uh, it's it's real tough. <laughs> you just really have to plan ahead. The good thing is enemies don't respawn. I found that out. So the battles are so grueling. Luckily, you don't have to go through them over and over again. It's just one and done. Um, and I just bought because today on Steam there's a uh, shit. I'm actually not online. Uh, there's a Bandai Namco uh sale going on right now, so it's a bunch of those games. Which, okay. Which pretty much just mean if you're a big old weeb, these are your games. Because <laughs> it's <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, One Piece, Dungan Ropa. I think the Tales of Sinforia. 
Like all of those are all on sale right now uh, when we're recording this. And I just caved and just said, fuck it. I bought, I think it's One Piece Warriors 3. And it's literally just Dynasty Warriors reskinned with the One Piece characters and story. But Do you like it? I, I just bought it. I haven't actually played any of it yet. Oh, okay. But I heard people say they're like, this game's like, all right. It's like, but if you want just Dynasty Warriors with One Piece story, this is the perfect game for you. Like, this is exactly what it is. And apparently it goes from the manga, apparently it goes from issues like one to 600, like almost to the current arc. So it's just going to be a great recap. And a buddy of mine's a fan of it too. So I got it for him as well. Okay. But quick question. Like, I don't know much about One Piece, but do you, is there like in the manga, is he just slaughtering thousands of people? Like, why would it be set to like a Dynasty Warriors style game? I don't know. You know I, what I mean? Or is it like slightly different? Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, they'll go fight these characters and not like a group of a, a thousand. Yeah. No, I understand because there are some games like I, I'm sure it was fun, but like the Hyrule Warriors where Link is literally just slaughtering like hundreds and thousands of what? Orakai, not Orakai, that's Lord of the Rings. But those, those <laughs> yeah. like pig ogre things, I forget what they're called. Yeah, that was kind of weird, but it was a fun game. Uh, this mm-hmm. in One Piece, it sometimes makes sense. It's contextual to the story, so sometimes the main characters will be fighting another pirate crew. And okay, in this, everyone's like normal. No one's like there are some people that are just naturally huge, like giants, and some people that have weird quirks. But there's these things called devil fruit that when people eat it, they get those superpowers. So that's the Deus Ex Machina bullshit for plot <laughs> for just giving random people weird ass powers. And everyone who has these are usually pirates. So they're fighting against the Marines who are the government. So there are times where there's a big battle against the Marines where it's just hundreds of like Marine troopers and you have to fight your way through them. So it can make sense. Like, so it's not as much of a stretch as it would be for like Zelda or something. So I look forward to it and just catching up. I mean, I am all caught up on one piece and I still today say it's the only good shonen out of the big three. So okay. I look forward to playing that and just kind of zoning out, catching up on my stories, totally. my stories. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So speaking about playing games and zoning out, I too went back to an oldie. I went back to Grim Dawn and I'm streaming it again. It feels so right. It's just so good. Uh, just <laughs> like Diablo. I, I, the reason I started playing is like, man, I could really go for Diablo. I'm like, well, what's better than that? Grim Dawn. So and the <laughs> reason I stopped playing was because like, I must've got to a point where I, I, I was just fucking up. And when I came back to my old save, I was like, my character didn't have a weapon. I was like, what, in what circumstance would I leave myself without a weapon? Like, I don't, you can't like, I just don't know what the fuck I was doing. So then I had to remember like, oh yeah, there's this one guy in this one town that has my shit. So I went to him and I found like all my previous weapons. I'm like, all right, thank God I'm back on track. And then I had to complete this quest that like, I don't know, I I finally figured it out. And it, but what it boiled down to was you have two decisions. To, uh, a choice between two like guilds so to speak it's like the brotherhood of knowledge i that's probably wrong <laughs> or like the or the order of death which i'm fairly positive that's right it was the order of death and i was like yeah i'm going order of death because this is like a hack and slash game like and i'm just demolishing shit like i'm not trying to be all moral about this you got two orders the nerds and the goth kids yeah exactly and i'm like totally got <laughs> in this situation but i was totally down with that and as I've, I'm finally making progress. I'm loving that game. I can't recommend it enough. Check it out and hang out and chat when I stream. But, uh, but I have been playing a lot of games. So I finally beat Deus Ex Mankind Divided. So good. I remember when I left off talking about it, I was like, oh, I just have one boss left. I was totally right. It was, it was a crazy boss fight because apparently if you like do enough snooping around and shit, which I really pride myself in and I'm like, I explore everything. I must have missed this one item because you could get a, a device that would literally, it's like, I'm not going to say the main bad guy's like last name or his name or anything, but it's like this guy's kill switch and you could find that. And if you just like encounter him, you just pull out the kill switch and kill his ass. And it's like, Jesus, oh. that's uneventful. <laughs> so, but th- I, the, the thing is, it was such a frustrating fight that I was like, God damn it, where's that kill switch? Because <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I really wish I had found that. Um, but the other thing is he has like in his hand a detonator that's going to like kill like a whole like city block of like 
uh, innocent people. And instead of finding the kill switch, I found uh, a signal jammer. So I could use a signal jammer to make sure that his detonator didn't work. And then he got all pissed about that. And then that sig- that triggered the boss fight. And it was super intense because, like, this motherfucker, like, you're fighting another cyborg guy, like, with all these augmentations. And he can put on, like, this like, rhino armor that's, like, you have to have, like, co- like armor-piercing bullets to even, like, even do anything to him and i literally loaded this dude full of like every clip of like every gun i had and i was like what the fuck how what's it take to kill this guy and i eventually i figured out it's like no it's not about filling him up with fucking bullets and killing him you have to fucking at some point time it right go up to him and do like a charged like melee attack because uh jensen has all sorts of like fucking swords and shit hidden up his arms mm-hmm. and eventually you just kill his fucking ass and it was so glorious i think i was streaming that and i was just like literally like, screaming at like midnight <laughs> being like thank you <laughs> like i hated that motherfucker and uh i'm, I'm just glad that's over but i i I was glad it was over, but I was also sad because I'm like, man, that game's so good. I'm probably just going to play it again and like over and over again. It, it unlocked New Game Plus, so I'm excited about that. But the day, a couple days later, I found out that there's already the new DLCs available. It's called System Rift. Downloaded that, beat it the day I downloaded it. I was like a f- huge fanatic for this because it's like looking back into like the human revolution days when you worked at Serif Industries and worked for like this guy Pritchard. Pritchard calls you up and is like, Oh, I have, I need your help for one more time. And like Jensen's like not interested at all. He's like, and, and, and Pritchard's basically like, Yo, you owe me one. So he's like, All right, what do you got? What do you want me to do? And it's like a super involved heist of like going in like the most like top security bank area to like uncover some shit, some dirt and like get some extract some data. And there, it's like super high level security, all the like, everything you want in this kind of game like where you have to like be super stealthy and avoid the guards and hack into shit and like get get your way through this facility and it's like top level security it was insane i can't recommend that dlc enough i loved it so much but the cool thing was like my first run through of that dlc i got every trophy but one but i honestly think they like designed it like that so like you don't have to necessarily like dick around and have to come back but the one i missed is like oh, get through this heat sensor area without being detected. And it's like a decently long section of the game where like, yeah, there's these cameras that are heat sensitive. And if like, I guess I got detected. So I'm going to have to go back and try to get that one. But all in all, loving Deus Ex. Can't recommend that game enough. Um, and I know, God, I've actually <laughs> been playing, I've been playing a shitload. I've been meaning to get this shit off my chest. Uh, we should just have like an like a bonus episode every week. And it's just like, Almost better than ranting, and it's just whatever like one subject, one topic we both have where we could just rant for half an hour each. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Um, all right, so then another game I'm playing on PS4 is still Grow uh, Grow Up. It's mm-hmm. so good that it's there's not much to say other than it's just like a nice calming experience if you just want to literally dick around, try to find ro- uh, the parts of your spaceship and grow plants and like. It's just super relaxing, so I I really do recommend that game and its uh prequel, Grow Home. It's but, good in tandem for the literal war machine of a man in Deus Ex. Exactly, I like to like balance <laughs> being a crazy murder machine and then being like this little <laughs> robot that grows on a plant. Uh, yep. So, and let's move on to mobile games. I've I have a shitload to bring up here. Obviously, Peggle Blast still, but I'm pissed at that game because I'm stuck on level 75 and it's a three part battle. And my fucking, like, hack that I told our audience about doesn't work for the battle system. It does wait, to a point. Listen. Wait, so you're mad because you can't cheat anymore? Yeah, wait, listen to this. All right. How so, dare you? No. How dare it's, you, sir? Uh, I can cheat on the first two levels. I can't cheat on the third one. That's the problem. <laughs> and the thing good. is, it's but it's like a three-part thing. So if you don't get any of it, like, you can't progress. And it's such a bitch because these, oh, like I said, the level design is so bad that they make it, like, almost impossible. And I'm like, why would you do that? This game's supposed to be fun. Regardless, I, I get to the third one. I finally beat uh, Battle 2, which was the one I'm always stuck on. Like, I could play that all day, every day, and never beat it. And it's like, fuck! So I finally beat it one day, and I was like, holy fucking shit. And it moved on to Battle 3. And the crazy thing is, it's a, a fight against Nord, the like bad unicorn and it like does like a coin toss to see who goes first he goes bad first unicorn. gets all he gets the green 
ball every time because it's like it's a strategic thing to like take the green ball and use the power so the other player can't and for some reason every shot I took was missing orange balls which you get like minus 25% to your points if you miss an orange ball and I literally lost like tremendously to this guy and I'm like wow the game just raped me and I don't understand how and then I went to go like do my trick and then it it was like oh you're starting at battle one and I was like oh fuck my life I'm not playing this game for quite a while (laughs) um I I mean honestly I don't think they expected anyone to get past level 50 but because you cheated your way up there of course it's gonna get impossible well other people aren't cheating they're paying and I don't fucking feel like paying I'd rather that's the point of mobile games it's to I, drain you of your money. Like, of course. Only to take money. I think there's certain mobile games that it's worth to be like, yo, if this game's good, I'll throw like a solid 20 bucks towards it if it's going to deck me up and like have some cool features. But like, I don't know. It depends on the game. But let's, uh, let's, <laughs> but you keep say how forward. much you love it. Like, you say it's the best game ever. No, it's, no, definitely not. Uh, I have better <laughs> games on the list uh, coming up. So okay. I, I downloaded this game, Abyssrium, and it, it's by far my favorite mobile experience to date um it's such a simple premise you log in and you basically evolve your own little underwater ecosystem you have this this rock as a center which has like a big smiley face on it and and it's basically a tap system so every time you tap the rock you gain a certain amount of lives or like not lives i want to say like the currency is like hearts and you like build up like a shitload of these and you can buy different uh fish as you play the game and also like coral to build up your rock and like it's just super like tranquil and it's just something to log into every day and just do a little bit at at a time and start building and getting more and more unique different fish and stuff it's it's extremely fun uh there's all sorts of like it's like meant for you to have fun as far as they're like throwing all sorts of like bonus things at you it's like it actually includes uh your camera so you can take photos of like the scenery that you're uh, enjoying and share them to get more points. Like it's just super rewarding in that way. And then they also have like an Instagram where uh, apparently if you like upload your shots to that and hashtag Abyssrium, there's a chance that that, like every week they give their players that like whoever has the best photograph from that week, they give them like a shitload of gems and points and stuff. So like obviously the person who created this game isn't, in touch with the fact that they want their audience to like be very involved. And it seems like such an awesome community and such an awesome game. Like I literally have been playing it every day for the past week. And in fact, by the time I log in tomorrow, I'm going to get rewarded with like a super like unique fish that I've never uh, seen before. So I'm loving this fucking game. It's so good. It just sounds like an aquarium on your phone. It is, but it's like your own. It's like your. <laughs> I mean, every aquarium's your own if you buy it. No, not if you're at the dentist office. Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were buying dentist offices. No, uh, you don't know how I launder my money. Uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be a pretty good way. Yeah, um, that could work. Oh Jesus! But no, and so another mobile game. It's actually related to my PS4 experience. I was talking many episodes ago how I was playing Entwined, and it's such a cool game. I think AJ is the one who actually knew about it. Where it's the you play as a fish and a bird on each analog stick, and you basically move them side to side or like up along the screen as these uh oncoming. How do I put it? Like. It's almost like Guitar Hero as like the like things are scrolling towards you and you have to hit a certain thing, but instead you're just trying to like uh it's time runner. time it right. You just run along is it like 2D or is it like uh It's 3D, so things are coming right at you. So Okay, uh, so it's an infinite runner where you're just running straight forward like Temple Run or something. Yeah, but it's almost like not even I don't know if I'd consider it an infinite runner, but it, it technically in the challenge mode it is like completely infinite. But regardless, uh, you control these. It's oh, it's a twin stick. That's what I'm looking for. God, why couldn't I think of that? But it's yeah, it's just a twin stick like melody timing game, uh, music game, and it's so like, and you get really in a trance as you play it. And I've been stuck on this one challenge for the longest time on the PS4 mode, and now all of a sudden I found out that there's uh, entwined for mobile. And holy fuck! By the way, it looks amazing. It literally looks like PS4 quality graphics, like on my phone. That I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous looking, and it's it's 
the challenge mode from the PlayStation game on your phone. So you don't have access to the full game, but you have access to the challenge mode. And I started playing it and I find that it's almost easier doing this game on my phone than it would be with the analog sticks because of the how you control them. So I'm interested to see. I didn't play it enough yet to see if I can get further than I was on the PS4 because I have been so stuck on that. But essentially, I'm going to use the mobile game of this to like train me to finally get past the fucking like wall I'm at in on the PlayStation 4 one because there's I think if I get one more trophy, if I beat this one that I'm stuck on, I'll unlock the the platinum and it'll be my first platinum and I'll be like, oh my god. So. <laughs> uh, Corey, do you remember your first platinum? Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> 6 I think years it ago. Was, I think it was Dead Space 1. Oh wow. <sighs> I think I might That's be an interesting that. one. Yeah, I, I love Dead Space also, but um it's a good feeling, man, and then once you do that first one, you're going to keep wanting another one. I know, and that's what I mean. I this one I was like, I didn't even see this one coming cuz I enjoyed the game so much that I got all the trophies and I was like, fuck yeah. I I can do this and now I'm at a challenge that I can't do and it's so frustrating cuz it's like I feel like only the best of like really good people with hand-eye coordination can pull this shit off. It's intense. Hmm. Um but and then there's only two more that I'm going to bring up. One I didn't get around to playing yet, but I have high hopes. I remember I mentioned a game called Green the Planet. Now there's Green the Planet 2. It's another one of these just like you just tap the screen. It's very casual. You build up a lot of like asteroids at, on your planet and then you spend them to like grow it. Like you, you'll see the planet get greener like percentage wise. It's interesting game. Very fun. Check it out. It's a farming. It's a farming game. Yeah. And then log in, farm your shit. Let's spend more money to farm more stuff. And then that's how Abyssrium is too. So I'd say they're kind of very similar as that, like just something to casually log into every day. You'll have a lot of fun. And then Farmville final game that I'm bringing up. It's actually available on steam too, but it's called back to bed. And the reason I even checked it out, because it gave me the vibe of Monument Valley, which everyone knows I'm like a huge fan of. Like I totally gushed about it way early in the podcast, but Monument Valley is like a very like unique puzzle game. This one's also unique where like apparently the main character's asleep and you have to, uh, use the mechanics of the game to get him through the level without him like falling off cliffs and shit. It's pretty cool. Uh, highly recommend. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. So I had to gush that. That was so many games. I was like, God, I've been waiting to have an episode. Um, is there any like <laughs> news or anything before we want to play? Uh, what's that sound? Uh, sure. I got a few stories. Sure. So Ubisoft finally took the shit out of their ears and decided to skip Assassin's Creed and Far Cry for 2017. They're taking <laughs> a year off. Holy shit. About time. Yeah. I don't know if that means the games coming out in 2018 are going to be any better, but at least we won't be bombarded with more shittier Assassin's Creed. So hopefully it'll get better. They also, Ubisoft finally confirmed that they are working on Beyond Good and Evil 2. But that doesn't really mean shit, because they also showed the first trailer for Beyond Good and Evil 2 eight years ago. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, now we're definitely working on it. It's like, cool. We would have been interested eight years ago, but now... You know, it's like the girl you hit on in high school and then she calls you at your like six year old's birthday. It's like, hey, I'm interested in that date you asked me for. It's like, what? That (laughs) what? No, that was so long ago. So, I mean, Beyond a Good Evil is a great game and I'd definitely be interested in sequel. But like, for Christ's sake, Ubisoft, like instead of making shitty Assassin's Creed year after year, do something original that people want and put effort into it. That'd be nice. Yeah, I think they're uh, my most hated company of any company. Like, <laughs> I think they topped EA for me, and just I have no faith wow. in them. I mean, I don't blame you. I remember watching the E3 at their uh, conference, and I think the only thing that really caught my eye was the South Park game, which I'm still amazed Ubisoft has like the rights for. Right, but I I don't really I can't think of much else that really caught my interest because God knows I lost faith in the Assassin's Creed franchise after three. And I haven't played Far Cry, but I hear they're not doing great either after 4. I think it was the Mark, Mark was playing that one. So, yeah, Ed, you're you're definitely on the majority side of people not liking Ubisoft, that's for sure. Yeah. They're the, weird. They caught my eye with the whole dancing shark 
and like, <laughs> yeah. whatever the hell that was supposed to be. I don't know. They're on Cirque du Soleil or something. <laughs> yeah, Freaking it was bizarre. They do have Aisha Tyler usually host their conference at E3. Oh, God. Which I, was, hate, I hate her. She's also very <laughs> polarizing. But I thought it was funny that in Microsoft conference, they had, I think, I forget what game it was. It was one of the shooters that, like, Ghost Recon or something. Or no, it was Gears of War. And they censored out, I think, the word ass or shit or something. Like a minor curse word. And they censored it out. And then Ubisoft conference starts off and Aisha Tyler comes out. And she's like, man, that was fucking weird. And just drops F-bombs immediately. Yeah. So that was at least entertaining to break up the E3, like, momentum. But I, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they can win people back with Beyond Good and Evil and taking a year off. I highly doubt it. But, you know, for anyone holding out hope. Maybe. Uh, PlayStation VR, they announced their launch title list, and it is hefty. I won't go through it all, but like, there's a good amount of them in there. It, even though some of them are games like Bound that came out on the PS4 already and are just getting a VR port. And then uh, some other ones are like Job Simulator and Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, which are on Vive and are just going to get ported to the PlayStation VR. But I think there are some original titles here for the launch date. So that'll be interesting. They're definitely prepared. But unfortunately, it looks like Ubisoft has a lot of titles involved with that too. <laughs> like Eagle Flight, which was that one they showed at the conference that you're just flying as an eagle. Like it really didn't seem like it needed to be VR. It was very odd. Yeah. Speaking of VR, it's going to be out uh, by the time this episode airs PlayStation VR. That is Corey, are you and Amanda oh, wow, ever yeah. going to get, that at some point i'm just curious i i want to personally but it's such a big investment right now that i'm gonna have to definitely uh wait <laughs> uh we we'd like to um they had that taco bell thing where you could like win a vr we just never went but we won the ps4 oh, so I felt yeah like i was gonna say good. yeah definitely go try that again you, you already <laughs> had, see if the luck's still there um, the bad news is you didn't win a VR headset. The good news is you didn't have to eat Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like their quesaritos. Oh, nice. I haven't been there in years. Yeah, they, they keep making new stuff by putting their old stuff inside old stuff and calling it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like their Which whole marketing. This. This. Mash it together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, One thing they have that makes me happy is the Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Like, All right, oh, so God. apparently earlier this year it was like a thing where they're like, oh, limited edition of Mountain Dew Baja Blast versus Pitch Black. Pitch Black tastes like shit. Like, I can't stand that stuff. And Baja Blast is like nectar of the fucking gods, like straight up <laughs> ambrosia. And then all of a sudden they're like, everyone vote by hashtagging. I actually voted because I'm like, this means something to me. And Pitch Black <laughs> won. So and I was like, God damn it. And then so so, like, Baja Blast is nowhere to be found except that Taco Bell. Yep. It is good. It's very good. I, I think the biggest hurdle people have with VR is, A, the price. But if you can get over the price, it, it's like a whole new console. So it's not too outlandish. Um, but, B, also just space. Like, a lot of people just don't have space in their house big enough to just, like, walk around. Like, you'd have to be in a living room and take out your couch and, a ta- and your coffee table or something to make room for it. Uh, well and i i hear the wires are cumbersome i'm interested Mm -hmm. to check it out yeah it'll be neat we i want to get it but i know it would be one of those things where we'd play it for like a couple weeks and then it would sit there until a guest came over we could say hey try this out yep yeah yeah, exactly that's one thing that is kind of deterring me from even wanting to invest in it because yeah the people that already have it like i was listening to ps i love you xoxo and like they were talking about how they already have uh copies of it and how first of all it you have to trick your mind into like and being in in virtual reality and like it kind of makes you like tired they were saying and i'm like i can imagine that it's kind of like yeah it like weighs you down in a weird way so i i I can't imagine coming home from work and then wanting to do that on top of like a very stressful day. But then also I think like you just said, it's probably mostly going to be sitting there and it's such like an amazing piece of technology that costs so much money, but then it's literally sitting there for how long it like, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like I could play that 10 minute game again. That too. There's only so many experiences that'll be available, but there are going to be a decent amount of like full games at launch, which has gives me hope, but we'll see. Yeah. 
hopefully it gets better. Like, hopefully this is just the beginning, and now that people have the technology they can work with and have fine-tuned the kinks, we can get better and better stuff. And have, like, full-fledged games, like, maybe not something as long as, like, The Witcher, like, it's 100 hours, but maybe something that's a good, like, 20 to 30-hour gameplay. Yeah, VR yeah. is way too kinky. But you know what? Um, the one I really want to play is the Sid Date from Final Fantasy Fifteen. Did you guys know okay. No. Oh yeah, I heard about this. Um, yeah, so basically you're just you're in a car with Sydney, who's like the overly sexualized mechanic in the game. Yeah. And that's that's it. And like they were showing <laughs> they were showing uh people playing it at the at the whatever it was in Japan, and there's a guy like straight up trying to crawl on her. it's like everyone's watching they can see what he's doing and he doesn't care he's like getting right up in her chest and oh that just looks (laughs) awesome that's hilarious yeah some of the vr like let's plays i've seen some of the funniest stuff is seeing them break it like i think one was job simulator and a guy was like cooking like a little kitchen you're it's built around you so you're not supposed to really move that much like walk around and he was somehow able to get over to like the little door and he spent like a good five minutes trying to get back into it because he wasn't supposed to and kind of broke the game (laughs) Um, nice. There's a lot of Oculus Rift talk. I don't know why, because most people seem to be pretty over Oculus Rift. Because it, ever since partnered with Facebook, now Facebook's trying to make it their own thing. So now it's called Oculus Rift, uh, brought to you by Facebook or something like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, they seem they seem to be going towards like the entertainment utility of it. Of like you can watch movies and connect th- through social media through the Oculus Rift. Rift. So you can like virtually interact with people through social media it's like i no i I want virtual reality to get away from people because people suck like i don't want more people exactly no i i hear what you're saying and also to even consider oculus you need a fucking powerful machine and like i mine's years dated at this point like just booting up grim dawn and streaming on with obs like nearly burns down like melts down like like those fans are screaming and i'm like and it like (laughs) makes my room hot i'm like that's why i stopped playing on pc (laughs) (laughs) but i don't know yeah and i'm seeing like some articles where it's like oculus rift now a standing up experience it's like oh you mean like the vive (laughs) has always been like it's like, congrats, you caught up with the rest of the market. <laughs> like, that's not something to be proud of. Yeah, they're so, just more or less like, oh, we were the first. <laughs> they were first, but they definitely aren't the best. Yeah, which is an interesting dynamic. Yeah, I'm seeing stuff where it's like, entry-level price for Oculus Rift, like $499. And then controllers for $199. It's like, that's like 600 bucks, man. Like, is it? And is, I don't know if that's for one controller. I'm assuming it's both. Uh, but I, I don't wouldn't know. know. They're trying... I'm just seeing articles trying to sell the Oculus Rift really hard, and it's like, at, no, if people wanted it, they would have had it by now, but everyone's already switched to Vive. That's definitely yeah. the forerunner. I think the PlayStation VR will be a good competitor, but we'll see. Yeah, that's what I mean. H- hopes are high. We'll see. Yep. And uh, we started on a depressing note. Let's end the news with one. That oh, Dragon Cancer. It. That Dragon Cancer is now out on mobile. So if you like crying in public... Then there's the game for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, what is this? Oh, uh, it's a, it's like a sad game. Uh, it's a like very uh, upsetting. Game. Bren can describe it. You're the one who brought it up last time. It's a low poly game that a couple made, and it's basically them coping with the loss of their. I think he was two years old, two year old son who had cancer and died from it, and it's basically his story told through a game. Oh god! And a lot, a lot of the proceeds went to a, I think, a charity fundraiser, like fundraising organization, as well. So, and they got a lot of attention for that, but then also got more attention because a lot of people, I think, found some sort of loophole or got it through Humble Bundle or somehow, and they ended up making almost no money from it, even though a lot of people played it because they would get it through these bundle websites or so cheap or something. Yeah, that was right. We talked uh, with the guy from Indie Game Stand about that. I remember. Yeah. So now it's on mobile. I'm not sure how, but t- you're going to cry. <laughs> like, I guarantee it. Yeah, I'm going to skip that one and just recommend to our listeners, go check out Mad Libs on mobile. That's a real thing. <laughs> and we're going to recommend, I'm going to recommend <laughs> the YouTube app and just Google puppies. Oh, uh, there we go. That works. <laughs> Palette cleanser right before. What's that sound? Alright guys, so we're playing What's That Sound? Uh, I got 
three available for us. I'm not sure what our success rate is going to be like, but we can start with sound number one now. Oh, I got it. I absolutely got this one. Oh, good. Because yeah, I, I which had means a I don't at all. <laughs> I think I think I got it too. Okay, I bet you both do. What are you guys gonna say? Uh, go ahead, Bryn. I was gonna say Super Mario Galaxy. It's the little like star the people with the Lunas. Yes, it's a Lumas. Luma. Yes, good yes. Job. You guys nailed that, both of you. <laughs> For a second, I even knew what it was called. I was thinking it was like Echo the Dolphin, and I was like, no, Doug wouldn't go that far back. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not that mean, but all right, let's <laughs> see if you guys happen to know this next one. I'm, I'm, I really hope you do, because this, I hope you do. Yeah, this is DJ Professor K, baby, the master of mayhem, know what I'm saying? I'm going to bust into your head through your cute little ears and blow your mind with my sexy voice and out of sight sounds. Those of you calling nose, please, should keep those tissues handy, suckers. I have no idea. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I've thoughts? never heard that before. Oh, I my do, gosh. So I'll let Corey take a few guesses. All right, nice. I'm glad Brand knows what that is. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm so... I'm actually <laughs> sad you've never heard that. <laughs> if, if I had to throw one guess, I'd say... Jet Set Radio or Jet Grind Radio? Yeah, dude, you Is got that, it. You nailed you it, dude. Yes, that is yeah. Jet Set Radio Future, actually, on the original Xbox. One of my all-time favorite games. Like, probably top five or top three. It's so good. Holy God. To be fair, I, I haven't heard it until, like, a year ago when it got ported to Steam. Oh, uh, yeah, you're you're talking... Wait, what? Not No, not Jet Set Radio Future. That's from Jet Set Radio Future. I'm sure there's the same character, and you might like just hear that guy's voice or something in Jet no. Grind well, Radio. I think it might be Jet... No, it's definitely Jet Set Radio. It might be Future. It can't be. I'm not sure. One of them definitely got ported to Steam. Yeah, it's Jet, Jet, it, Jet Set Radio, and like Jet it's Set called Radio. Jet Grind Radio, I think, in Japan or something. Oh, uh, okay. It controls like hot garbage. Like It's like Moving the analog sticks through pudding or something. Yeah, you're definitely just, playing the Dreamcast port one, like not yeah, it's not, not good. the Xbox one. See, I, played, I can see how it could be a great game, but it just doesn't control well. Oh, Sorry, the, go ahead, Xbox yeah, one uh, controls. I great. played the Dreamcast one like at my friend's house for maybe an hour, like back in freaking middle school. Like I have Dude, not I, played no. these games at all. It's so ridiculous. I like I want to get into like retro gaming collecting, and I was like on eBay one day just randomly, and I have a copy of Jet Set Radio, like the Dreamcast one from Japan. It's all like super decked out. It's like completely pristine condition. Like literally, like the disc is perfect. Flaw. It looks like it's never been played. So I, I the only concern is like I wonder if I get my hands on like an American Dreamcast if I could play that shit. Obviously, I'd struggle with reading it. But uh, the if like you know how certain like imports only work. Like I wonder if I'd need like a Japanese Dreamcast to even play it. You like an uh, adapter? Yeah, you can get like a disc loader for that kind of thing. Okay, cool, um, interesting. I was gonna say I have a craziest dreamcast game i have is like a freaking the an anime game love hina it's like oh a, yeah oh yeah dating, i remember watching it's that like a dating sim love hina because i used to be super into that anime so i bought that and yeah it just nice. takes like a loader yeah oh god that's middle school that's <laughs> oh man i miss sonic shuffle so fucking much i would do anything to just have like a dreamcast and play sonic shuffle Fuck. dude we have that shit Oh my god, it's so good. It's literally Mario Party, but the Sonic cast and like a different, better game. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, like it's, it was confusing <laughs> as hell though. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was so young that I didn't care probably. Um, but all right, so what, what sound? Uh, we just nailed oh, both of them. So you guys just two. won. So yeah. you won the game, but let's see if you can get the third and final sound now. Hat trick. Program initiated. Access granted. Oh, come on. That's easy. <laughs> it sounds like Corey knows it. How about you, Bren? <laughs> Pretty sure I got it. Hmm. Uh, Solely that... from context clues of the last like five episodes. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> Deus Ex? Yes, absolutely. Okay. That is, that is uh, actually, I took that clip from my stream. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> and you know why? I was literally looking for sounds before we started this, and it's so frustrating because there's not a single fucking YouTube clip with, like, the like Deus Ex hacking gameplay without somebody, like, talking and being a total bullshitter over the whole time. <laughs> so I, I literally had to refer to my own stream, which was, like, over an hour, and then I just cut out, like, a fucking 10-second clip. Anyway. <laughs> I've said it before when I look for sounds. If you're doing a walkthrough, maybe just shut up for a little while. Just a little, please. Just a little bit. <laughs> There's some people out here who want to steal your content and use it for their own content. Yeah. But God damn it. You guys got the hat trick. Congrats. All right, so let's do some so, plugs. So, so, so pretty easy because you you haven't stopped talking about Deus Ex in the last like four or five episodes. Yeah, well that that whole game was pretty obvious. I didn't know what games to put into what's that sound, so I was like, hmm, let's just draw on some favorites. <laughs> but uh, let where can listeners find you, Corey? Uh, you have a podcast on the network. Yeah, we're a podcast called One Track Gamers. Me, Amanda, and John. We just similar to this one, just talk about gaming and stuff that we love and hate. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Oh. Yeah. Speaking of hate, you guys brought up, I forget how we came up, but you mentioned us, and you said you would like to just annoy me and say, oh, I like the ending of Bleach. And I told Doug, I actually tensed up in my chair when I used it. <laughs> I knew you said it as a joke, but like my blood pressure immediately went up when I heard those words uttered by a human being. That was so funny, because I literally started cracking up out loud at work when I heard them say that. I was like, that's great. And you also said you want to go to Disneyland. We got to yes. make that happen. Dude, I would... <laughs> freaking die i would love it i don't even hell care. yes we got that we'll I'm definitely go meet, plan that i'm gonna go meet elsa oh fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> <go> star tours <laughs> nice oh, god and bren how years. about you man where can listeners find you uh abts brennan on twitter and that's about it i don't do shit oh uh one thing um pinecast if anyone actually listening actually uses pinecast as a service which you should uh we actually created a subreddit for it and it's just an easier way to get in contact with me and Basta, who are on there a lot. And if you have any questions or if you want to talk to other people using it or just anything, that's probably going to be the easiest way to get in contact with us. Yeah. So just go on to Reddit and there's the Pinecast subreddit. Totally. And if you like our show, please give us a like or follow on Facebook and Twitter. Our handle's ABT Silence. I mention I Twitch stream occasionally every Tuesday and Thursday, actually, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and if you're not subscribed on on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it if you did, because that just helps us in every way. But also, thanks for joining us again, Corey. It's always a blast having you on. You're always welcome. Oh, thank you so much. Anytime. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bleach forever. <laughs> oh, yeah.